one day I was helping a family because we have another program, um, emergency sheltering, and um, we were helping somebody off off the streets and um, put them into a hotel for emergency till we were able to get them into a shelter. And it was an eight-year-old boy um, went into the, the hotel and the little boy jumped on the bed and he opened his backpack and he pulled out all of these help snack bags. Okay, so he doesn't know that our ministry does these, but he pulls them out. Of course, they're all empty, but he has all these sayings and he said, you know, or I asked him, I said, so where did you get them? He says, I get them through school and I keep them and I read these messages every day before I go to school. This is Let's Go 360. Your entryway into where and how the gospel is being spread around the world, here, near, and far. Presented by Christ Church of the Valley, also known as CCV. One church with locations across the greater Phoenix area with plans to expand wherever God wants them to go. For more than 20 years, our host has committed his life to this cause. Here is your host and lead missions pastor of global and local missions at CCV, Larry Fraley. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. Today we have with us a mission partner that we met a few years ago and began supporting. And I wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen with this missions partner, but I can tell you over the last couple of years, God has used this couple to do amazing things in our community in reaching children and transforming their lives. Don Marie and Michael Rappaport started help back in 2012. And while Don was growing up, she experienced some seasons of homelessness herself as a child. And as a result, she understood the perspective of how difficult it is to be uprooted and continually not understood. And so as a result of that, she is now involved in an amazing ministry. Don Marie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I had the privilege the other night of attending your celebration event. This was a 10-year celebration event, and it was amazing. There was a lot of people showed up, and you guys just did an amazing job. Oh, thank you. It was just a lot of love in the air. There's That's what I can say. Yeah, there certainly was. Well, before we get started here, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay. So I'm, um, I have a, a brother that is three years younger than me, lives here in, in Arizona as well. Uh, so I only have one sibling and I have uh, five kids uh, between me and my husband, Michael. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, they're, they're all grown out of the house and uh, doing great things out there. Great. So, so help us with how help got started. So boy, I will tell you a little story. When long time ago, let's say, I think it was 12 years ago, I felt like I was missing something. Um, it was before help was, was, uh, developed and the mission started. It was, I was, I was kind of lost. I was, I was very successful at what I did. Um, we had a big house. I had a car, nice cars. We had 
what you would think everything you would need. And yet something was missing inside. And one day it was just apparent. I was going down uh, one of the streets, seeing a homeless man. And he had a sign and it said, all I'm looking for is water. And for some reason, some reason at this moment, it just hit me and I just started crying. And I pulled over and I basically cried my whole childhood. And all I heard was, I have something for you. you you're you're going to do good things. And I just cried and I didn't know what that meant. I didn't understand except I knew that I needed to do something. So I was there, like I said, about 45 minutes, left, went home, went to my amazing husband, and I said, "Um, we're going to change the world. (laughs) From there, we just started uh, passing out or actually collecting backpacks with toiletry items. We would go to people's homes uh, and just knock on their door, ask them for their unopened items, and we'd put them in these backpacks and we would go down and we would deliver them out to the homeless. And that's how it started. And I didn't know what this looked like. The only thing I knew is I needed to keep going forward. And I needed to, to open my eyes and, and I knew I had a bigger purpose. And from there, uh, things just kept happening. And for you knew it, we uh, were a 501c3, uh, and it just, just I haven't looked back. Mm-hmm. We just keep going forward. So you started with backpacks. Yes. You now have several different programs. Correct. Um, there's a back, you still do the backpacks, and you, you're involved in some uh, helping some hungry families in a toy drive, and, and uh, what else, adopt a family, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and your help snacks program is really one thing that I think you're really known for in the Valley, correct? Yes, yes. Tell, tell us what's what's that about? So four years ago is when this, this program started. And it's a non-perishable bag of food that goes into a sack lunch. And on the outside, it has uh, uplifting sayings uh, for, for children that are in our school system. Um, this goes to at-risk, displaced, and homeless children. And they get one of these bags once a day, every day, during some time during school, so that when they take it home or take it from the school, they have something to eat. You know, there's a lot of kids out there, believe it or not, here, right here in our own backyard, that might not get a supper. And so they have this bag of food. And we are, we started in the Deer Valley School District. We are now in 22 school districts and we do anywhere from 20 to 25,000 bags of food a month. Wow. Out to our community. Yes. So you started with, with, with how many bags? I mean, how many kids were you serving when you first started this? So it was about, uh, we were doing like 400 bags of food 
uh, a month of 400. And we were like thinking, wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're doing, we did it at home. And then we started getting volunteers and it just kept growing. And um, yeah. And like I said, we started with 400. Mm-hmm. So now I heard you right. You said 25,000. Correct. How do you, so, and each one of these bags has some sort of encouraging word that someone has handwritten on the bag. Is that right? Correct. And I'll tell you a little story. So um, one day I was helping a family because we have another program, um, emergency sheltering, and um, we were helping somebody off off the streets and um, put them into a hotel for emergency till we were able to get them into a shelter. And it was an eight-year-old boy um, went into the the hotel and the little boy jumped on the bed and he opened his backpack and he pulled out all of these help snack bags. Okay, so he doesn't know that our ministry does these, but he pulls them out. Of course, they're all empty, mm-hmm. but he has all these sayings and he said, you know, or I asked him, I said, so where did you get them? He says, I get them through school. And I keep them, and I read these messages every day before I go to school. Wow. Yeah. So we have no idea the impact that a simple little phrase on a bag can have on a child. That's right. That's right. And and I know this for fact because of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So as a child, my go-to was my grandfather. And I would go visit him, and he would just tell me how special I was and that I just need to keep my head held up. And he just would just give me these these uplifting. I always felt good after leaving him. And um, I wanted to return that. So actually, a lot of our bags have the sayings that my grandfather gave to me. Oh, that's so nice. So nice. So... With that many bags going out each month, you must have a lot of volunteers, or you're working a lot of late nights, <laughs> or both, I guess. That's right. Well, not doing so much the late nights anymore, thank goodness, but volunteers are always needed. Uh, we have probably about 150 to 175 volunteers a month that come in uh, and spend time uh, to be able to help us write on the bags. Uh, put them into the food, into the bags, delivering the bags. I mean, there's there's a process. There's there's mm-hmm. quite a lot of manpower that goes into it. But we have amazing volunteers. We we do a big assembly uh, second Saturday of every month. People can go on. They they register on our website, and they can come out and help us fill the bags. We also have a program called Be a Champion. And that's how we get all of these beautiful writings on them is that you can go to my our website and pull out all of the sayings and actually do it as a group on your own. Mm. So we have, we have churches, we have Bible groups, we have um, companies, family reunions, birthdays, you name it. And they, they pull this event together. And have everybody write on these bags, these sayings. 
That's amazing. Do you provide the bags or do the does the groups need to get those? They they provide the bags. We give them where they can go get them at, huh. um, and they can use markers or um, you know pens, and they can get as creative as a, creative if they want as they want. And uh, then, like I said, we we send the approved sayings to them. So this would be a good example of how a neighborhood group here at CCV could take time maybe once a month or once every other month and just um, sit around uh, the home. And instead of doing a Bible study that night, perhaps they they write these uh, phrases and sayings on the bag of and words of encouragement to these children, right? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, when you do something like this, you just smile the whole time. I bet. I bet. I can imagine that there's a group of volunteers sitting somewhere here in Phoenix. I know you have a warehouse and they're sitting around the table writing these encouraging words to these young children. The interaction that must take place between the adults during this event must be a real team building and bonding experience. Is that right? It is. It is. And you hear stories sometimes of of the people that are volunteering that something like this has happened to them when they were a child and they wanted to give back. And then it opens up more of a conversation um, to where people are like, wow, you know, there's people out there that go through certain things um, as a child and they want to give back. Well, I want to do this for, for my neighborhood group. And so you know, after we're, we're done here today, we'll figure out how to make that happen. And the other thing I, I want our listeners to know that all the information and contact information about help can be found in our show notes of our podcast. So you can go there and then read all about what, what they're doing. Tell us about some other programs that you're, you've got going on there. Don't Absolutely. You? So we have our Adopt-A-Family um, for Christmas coming up. It's already on our website. Uh, somebody can go in as a family or company or an individual, go in and they basically become a host of one of these families that they're going to adopt during Christmas time. And then in about another month or so, they will receive a intake form or a form that the family filled out of needs of their family. And what's really special about this program is that there is um, a message or information about the family and what's going on with them so that the family that is the host that is adopting them can kind of know a little bit more and know how to pray for the family. Um, You know, there's been connections that's happened uh, where we were able to help with jobs. Um, we were able to help with uh, you know, extra gym clothes for a student in school, just just a variety of things. So somebody can go on as a host um, and, like I said, adopt a family, pick the size. They can pick anywhere from two all the way to group homes to 12 and uh, be able to adopt uh, and bless somebody this this Christmas season. And then we provide food, food cards along with it. And we have our deliveries. Our deliveries are already set for December 9th, 10th, and 11th. And we have about 15 Santa Clauses that pack it up. We have volunteers that help deliver. 
and wherever the families are, we deliver. And it's pretty emotional. There's a lot of a lot of things going on at that point because usually mom is just so grateful. She's seeing all these presents and food come in. Then you have the kids that are jumping up and down because Santa came to their their place of wherever they're staying. And again, these are all kids that are coming from the schools that we know that need the help. Wow. Now, because you're working with the homeless, I'm, I'm assuming that you qualify for the Arizona tax credit. Is that right? Absolutely. We do. 400 sing, up to 400 single and $800 uh, for a married couple. Wow. So, yeah. And that's, um, just so our listeners understand, that's a tax credit. So if you owe any taxes on your Arizona income tax, this is a credit that you receive. So it's there's absolutely no money out of your pocket. That's right. Right. And, and not only that, you can kind of double dip, meaning that you can get the credit from the Arizona tax credit, and then you can also use this as a deduction on your federal. So now your federal is not a credit, but it is a deduction. So you get a deduction off of the federal, and you get a credit on your Arizona income tax return. So, and it's pretty easy. You just make a donation to help, and then you can keep your receipt, and then you file that on your Arizona 321 state tax form, and you receive the credit. So that's a that's a really nice benefit for for help. Uh, we just need to take advantage of that. Yes. So. Yeah, any other programs that you want to share with us? Well, let's see. We have our back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, of course, won't happen for a little while. But this year, um, the, or the year this year that we just did one, we did it a little differently. Um, before, we've always given the backpacks and taken them to the schools. They were able to give them to the right kids. This year, we opened up our our corporate warehouse. And we had the kids come to us. Mm -hmm. And we were able to not only just give them a big old smile, pass out their backpacks. They got to pick their backpack and their supplies. There was haircuts. Uh, For the older kids, we had uh, opportunities to sign up for a job fair. Um, So we had like 19 students that wanted to learn how to do a resume. And, And again, these are all kids that... We already serve in the schools uh, that are homeless, displaced, and at risk. Now, I'm going to shift gears just a minute here. We, you talk about homeless children. Are you saying there are homeless children attending school? Yes. yes. What's the definition of a homeless child? It's a child that is not in a, um, a home or this uses the same, has the same bed for a long period of time. Um, they're usually and not in a safe environment, um, and they're jumping around in different, different locations. So perhaps an example of that might be where you've got a family who is homeless, and they're kind of staying wherever they can stay. So they might stay one night with a, a relative, and then uh, the next night they may be um, on the street somewhere or in a shelter. And then the next night, back with the relative. Is that an example of what could? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and so you've got 25,000 bags you're giving. 
out a month. What's what's the future look like for help? What 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 plans do you have? What vision? Well, the vision is to uh, start our our second step to our our program, and that is our life skill classes. Mm. That is to really really help these these kids, these students, um, in other areas that they're going to be we're going to be able to help them um, with things that they're not getting to help them. We want to change the cycle of homelessness, and we need to start with our kids. And what's it going to take for that to happen? That's going to take a lot of people. <laughs> it's going to um, uh, take getting others involved that want to help teach these kids, uh, that want to to uh, be a part of it. Um, to start with, we want to do little podcasts and start helping get the word out to them, give them little tips on what they can do to help them. Well, if there's anything CCV can do to help you with that, obviously we have uh, our neighborhood groups, which um, is the first thing that I, I know that we can communicate with. So we can get these folks mobilized and interested in this. So we'll certainly do that. How can we pray for you, Don Marie? I would say pray that continuously we as help are walking in the right steps for God's glory. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, I want to thank you for being here today. And as I mentioned, our listeners can find more about help in our show notes and on their website. And if you're looking for some place to get involved, some place to volunteer, I've been down there. I've seen it firsthand. I've talked with the volunteers who have been there. It's an amazing ministry. Thanks for being here, Don Marie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Let's Go 360. Your visibility into what God is doing worldwide as we talk with those living out the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandment, so that we'll stand with the great multitude before the throne when the mission of God is complete. May God bless you as we go and send those here, near, and far. Thanks for listening.